What's up, everybody, and welcome to the program. It's Pace the Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A here in Clarendon. We are at episode 40, the Big 4-0. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, as always, is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? I'm glad that we all showed up to work today. Why would we have not? Because did you know that after Snowzilla, only the female senators showed up to work on Monday? Well, you know I'm not a political junkie, so I did not know that. But maybe to my left, my other co-host, William E. Docs, maybe he knew that. What's up, Docs? I don't know why uh, Joanna has to say stuff like that. Uh, because I wanted to respond to the four O, but now I have to respond yeah, to okay. you could you could uh, you can do only both. the female. You could do both. Yeah. Come on, go ahead. Give us give us the uh, the the only the female. This is a good way for for everybody who's been trying to figure out how to shut me up. Throw too much at me. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Forty episodes in, we finally learned. Well, yeah, I mean, see, the thing is, like, I never prepare anything for the opening. I just okay. respond uh, to something that's said. Yeah. Uh, just to just to get a little bit uh, knocked yeah, out, knock pull, down that fourth wall. Pull pull back the curtain. Mm-hmm. Joanna usually comes with something mm-hmm. right out of the gates that we don't know mm-hmm. what she's going to say, and then I just try to respond, and then you react, and right, then I try to right. respond, and you both said something for me to respond to. <laughs> right. So far, I haven't responded Over, to any overload. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so give us the uh, give us the four O since you're ready for that. I feel like you're ready for that. Yeah, we, uh, I don't know why I hang out with old people, but uh, <laughs> actually this weekend uh, going to a big four O birthday party. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so that was my that was my first thing. Yeah. So shout out, happy birthday to Raymond. That's right. Uh, he's forty. And uh, also, I negotiated my Pace the Nation contract through 40 episodes, so... Uh, this is it? This is it, yeah. This and then, it. And then uh, yeah. All right, well, hopefully we go out on uh, with, a, with a bang today then, Docs. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I appreciate the fact that you're not even going to try to... Uh, <laughs> to convince you? <laughs> renegotiate or anything like that. You're just right. excited that, that, to get me off the books. No, 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 no. Docs, you are... Uh, Obviously, a crucial part of the the program, and no, we couldn't replace you, man. I mean, I know who 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 would uh, who would hold court at the happy hour like you did last week if you weren't on the show. Um, not you, because you you <laughs> yeah. stay for like fifteen minutes. I had to, I did have to go, but it was mm-hmm. a good happy hour. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed seeing a number of listeners. It was our largest happy hour yet, I think. Well, um, one of our listeners asked if your speech was canned. Oh really? If yeah. I had, no, <laughs> much like uh, the show, I didn't prepare that. I, didn't, I don't prepare for the show either. No, I actually do. We have a big show to get to today. <laughs> big show to get to. He prepared that line. Yeah, uh, very excited about a number of things, including uh, our guest today, Steve Shinovy from Fox Five. He's uh, on on the morning show, morning anchor for Fox Five. He's also uh, on Good Day DC. Uh, great guy. He's a runner. That's why we're having him mm-hmm. in the in the uh, studio today. Uh, he's run the last two Marine Corps marathons, and uh, I'm gonna we're gonna ask him about running, how he gets it done with his wacky schedule. We'll ask him about some snow uh, you know, this past weekend, uh, about questions about uh, how they uh, broadcasted 24 seven with the snow and. Whatever else you guys want to get into, we can talk to Steve Genevieve here uh-huh. later today in the program. Thanks for your permission. Uh, we also have the tweets of the week. Uh, we got a tweet uh, from Chris Jedden who wanted us to check out a couple videos, so we'll give a video review. 
Yeah, uh, and we're going to talk about some other music stuff too. Other music stuff as yeah. well. Uh, we've got a we've got a healthy in the news uh, segment today, and uh, I think both you guys have uh, maybe a couple additions that you might surprise us with some stories or yeah, well, like other we things. we've had a lot of talk on the show about doing a greatest hit show, mm-hmm. but I'm not that motivated to go back and listen and edit all the shows. So I thought we would just uh, reconstruct our favorite conversations on today's show. Okay. Uh, how do you think we're going to do that? Yeah, so we'll just, instead of like going back and playing the tape, we'll just, we'll just have the, we'll just repeat stuff we've said in the past. Repeat, repeat our favorite conversations. All right. So do you want to throw one out there for, for me? I thought you should start. All right. How about the, uh, the Boston Marathon's coming up in April. Uh, we could talk about the Boston Marathon, uh, make it all about me guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was uh, from episode number one. That was a real right. throwback. I mean, it is Thursday. Yeah, TBT. it is. Yeah. Um, turn back time Thursday. Exactly. We, we, we had a spirited discussion about him. Um, so that would be one at one. Uh, uh-huh. So that was a good recap. Now, I, think, <laughs> I like the idea of you editing the the, the, uh, the, the TBTs. Mm-hmm. You should, you should uh, maybe hire somebody to, to help you with that. I think um, that'd be better. Speaking of Boston, did you also know that Boston is the only city in America where women are paid more than men? No, I, I, I did not. Obviously, Joanna has found a <laughs> feminism <laughs> website or, or newsletter that she's... Uh, no, I'm inspired by the new candy hearts for 2016 because the new conversation heart, there's one that says girl power. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so did the Spice Girls. <laughs> well, it took till 2016 to get for, it on a candy heart. <laughs> She does have some random facts. Last week it was Georgetown's national championships. This week uh-huh. it's this uh, women's lib stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. very strong women's lib <laughs> agenda from Joanna this week. Yeah. Uh, but so a lot to get into today's uh, program. Including our pro-women's lib agenda. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we will circle back to that uh, pro-women's lib agenda. That's a good idea. But, but first, uh, before we do that, Let's welcome into the studio Fox 5 morning anchor and two-time Marine Corps Marathon finisher, Steve Shinovy. He's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. And welcome back to the program. And now we're happy to be joined in studio by Fox 5 Morning news anchor Steve Shenaviv. Steve, what's up, man? How you doing, guys? Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. No, thanks for uh, coming on the program. Uh, we got a, a number of things for you. We brought you in specifically because you've run the last two Marine Corps marathons. Is that Correct. Right? Yes, wow. my two and only two marathons. Well, we're going to try to convince you to maybe run the, the, the this year's as well. Uh, but you are a news anchor on Fox Five, and man. I, I know I know Steve because of uh, he works with the sports junkies and they uh, mm-hmm. do the sports kind of segment on the, the show and they have banter back and forth and it's a really kind of fun segment. Although those guys, you never know what to expect from those guys. <laughs> well, that is true. You, you handle it really, really well. So I mean, I, I think your your show your 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 uh, you know your morning program is is the best and you guys. Uh, 
are awesome to watch uh, every every morning, uh, you know, five days a week. So, well, you're too kind. You're too yeah, kind. it's. I mean, it's a long morning. We do the show itself is six and a half hours, so it's from four thirty until eleven every mm-hmm. morning. So I do five hours from six to eleven. But yeah, it's fun. You know, we do uh, the news of the day, and then we just get to do some stuff like you said. We'll talk sports, we'll talk business, politics, uh, and then just have like today we had some live music on there. Uh, Chris, I have to give you a shout out too yeah. because Chris helps us out from time to time. And the one day when it was like ten below zero, and we were yeah. like, we know we're going to see people running in this weather, so who can we talk to about this? And we were like, let's call Chris because he's probably going to be running in this weather. And he actually ran to the station uphill for what was it like seven miles, something seven like miles, that? Yep, about seven miles from, from Arlington. Yep. In, in below zero weather to come help us out. It's funny you mention that. I was at the bank the other day, and some random teller just said to me, I saw you on Fox 5 running to their station. Really? This was like a year and a half ago, and literally it's happened two days ago. So That's funny. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys uh, using me for that. So how did you get into broadcasting? You are a pro. Okay, well, then that's from a lot, a lot of practice and yeah. many hours on. Uh, you know, the short... Story is I actually didn't plan on it. I went to college as a math major, mm-hmm. and I went to Kent State University in Ohio. And after one year there, I decided I did not want to go to Kent State anymore, and I did not want to be a math major anymore. So I transferred to a Division two school in Pennsylvania called Clarion University. And a couple of my high school buddies were there, and they were working in television for the campus TV operation. And they were the people that I knew on campus, so I kind of just hung out with them. And what they were doing looked really cool. And so I started covering sports for the college TV station, Mm -hmm. and then it just kind of went from there. But honestly, it was I started working in radio, did radio for a few years, and I didn't get my first full-time TV reporting job until I was 26, almost mm-hmm. 27 years old. Did you start as a field reporter? I did. Okay. I did. I started as a, uh, I, 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 my first on air was somebody gave me a chance to do some sports for a station in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, out of a bureau in Williamsport, PA. So we're getting smaller and smaller as the story goes. <laughs> and the first thing I had to do was cover high school football games. And they said, go cover these three high school football games, put together a two-minute story of highlights, mm-hmm. and then shoot like a little 15-second something of yourself that we'll put in between. So I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to be on TV. So I went, and everything was great, except I dressed as if I was going to be anchoring the show at a high school football <laughs> game. So I'm like on the sidelines in a suit, and it's pouring down rain, and everybody's laughing, and I was just like, okay, I have to learn to adjust for the conditions. But anyway, that's how it started. Well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that, that didn't totally end your career there. That's good, man. Uh, were you a runner when you were in college and uh, you know, growing up through the business? So I've never been a runner like you guys, but I did run uh, in high school. So I started out as a sprinter. Okay. And so I I did track for four years in high school and I was actually a, ran the hundred, the four, four by 100 long jump and triple jump. And then they needed me to run a couple four hundreds and then I was running like four by 400 relays. So as that evolved, in the fall season, when I needed a sport to play, my mom wouldn't let me play football. Um, I wasn't I, like the only time I ever played golf in my life. I literally hit a person with a golf ball. So I was like, I don't think that's my calling. Right. So I had a couple buddies who were running cross country and they were like, well, why don't you come do this? Honestly, in 10th grade, I'd never run a mile in my life. Mm-hmm. And I said, there's no way I can even do a 5k. 
And so they said, well, we're going to do it. And then we're going to go out afterward. And I was like, okay, well then I'll try it. <laughs> right. And then my track coach was like, look, why don't you do this? It'll get you in shape for the, for the spring, for the track season. So I actually, the only reason I got into running anything farther than one lap around the track was to get in better shape, I guess, to run a lap around the track. So you, your friend seems to, to be very effective with peer pressure. Well, yeah. you know, your career, your, yeah. your sport right? choices. Right. Yeah. You have to surround yourself good, with the right. Yeah. People. Good thing you have good friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to get into more of obviously your running and the Marine Corps marathon, but, uh, you know, the big news recently around here was the snowstorm. It's been impossible to run. And, uh, you know, it, it, people were pretty much, you know, in their houses for the, you know, at least Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But you guys were on air. First of all, how did you get to the station? So we went in. So the snow started falling Friday morning. And I guess it stopped Saturday night, late Saturday night into Sunday. So we actually just I packed Thursday night for the weekend and mm -hmm. ended up driving in before it started snowing. And then just we stayed in a hotel uh, maybe a half mile from the station. Okay. So we walked. You know, if we could catch a shuttle, but which means somebody from the station that was daring to drive, right. um, or we would just walk the half mile into work. And so we were just, we just stayed there all weekend. And then I came back on Monday and finally got back home again. So, um, it was, it was treacherous, but you know, I saw people running. And right. People right. Were, did you guys run in it? Yeah. Yes. We ran, uh, I ran underneath the Whitehurst freeway, like back and forth, you know, in Georgetown. So that was pretty well. I actually covered. ran on the snow. And did you, you run on the snow? Yeah. The snow. So. so Chris, where you were running then it was under, underneath, undercover. Under, so it was undercover. So it was, I mean, there was some snow drifts because the wind was pretty, pretty rough, but yeah, you could run back and forth underneath that Whitehurst freeway and it's pretty clear and there was no cars. So, I mean, it was pretty good running. I'm not a big fan of the treadmill, so mm -hmm. I was glad to be able to get out. I was actually so. afraid to run on the snow. It just looked like, I mean, you'd be like sliding all over the place. It worked out. Yeah. Well, before it, it gets um, slippery on like Sunday, Monday, once people, ha once it started to melt a little bit and once the cars have gone through the snow, but before that it's nice and packed down. So it's really, it's very easy to run on. But I want to know, so how far is the, where is the studio? How far is it from your house? So, uh, well, I live in Arlington. Okay. So I'm not far from, um, you know, one of the locations there in Clarendon. And then the station is in Friendship Heights in D.C. So it's almost oh. to Bethesda. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly where it is. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So we're like two blocks really from the Maryland state line okay. in Western. So we're kind of far northwest D.C. And do you guys love, I mean, you guys love this huge snow. I can't stand it. It hurts the business. It's hard to run. But yeah. do you guys love this stuff? Uh, you know what I would love? It's a love-hate thing. Um we actually, believe it or not, get some of our strongest viewership yeah. when we have mm -hmm. a big storm like that because yeah. I don't know if people have cabin fever or they're you know they locked inside. They don't camp. know if it's snowing outside or not right. unless they turn on the TV because <laughs> the TV works better than the window. Right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, so we so it's great from that aspect, and you know you always get the adrenaline rush of kind of dealing with a situation like this. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I would absolutely love sometimes to just be sitting at home watching the snowfall and, <laughs> right. you know, just kind of be inside like everybody else and enjoy it. But with this one, I guess after a few days, you guys are probably going stir crazy oh, too, crazy. right? Yeah. So do you, have you had other um, happenings, maybe not snowstorms that have caused you to have to stay in Friendship Heights at the studio? Uh, you know what? The weather usually keeps us there the most. Okay. If we, have to stay overnight it's usually if some big story develops somewhere else that we travel to mm -hmm. um and then we have to stay but unfortunately you know in this business that's usually a bad thing not mm -hmm. a good thing right yeah so it's it's kind of the same thing it's like you hate to be there to cover it but at the same time it's witnessing history and that's why a lot of us got into this line of work mm -hmm. is to you know be able to have a front row seat for what's happening in the world 
So you mentioned you got to be at the studio at 5 a.m. Yeah, right and early. And, uh, and I'll yeah. tell you what, I see people running through Arlington yeah. and Georgetown yeah. every single day when I'm driving to work. And and Joanna's a big, you know, running, uh, a big runner in the morning around, you know, maybe not Maybe that you've early. seen Joanna, yeah, right? Maybe, maybe Joanna's one of the ones What time you've do you seen? get out? Uh, I usually go out around 5 or 5.30. Okay, yeah. it's possible. Yeah, so you, 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 what time, well, so let's say, what time do you get up in the, every morning? I get up at, well, 4, 4.15. 4, 4.15. Get to work around 5, and then we're on the air from 6 to 11. Okay. And then we'll just start planning the next day's show and get out at, until like 12.30 or so, and then, you know, catch up on emails until uh, till we get a chance to escape. So you really have a unique schedule, and you're up early. A lot of our listeners, you know, run in the morning, but that's obviously not a, a real option for you. When do you generally, when you're training for Marine Corps, when do you generally run in? Uh, I'll, well, in the afternoon, which yeah. in the you know in the summertime isn't ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's depending on the heat, if it's like you know heat of heart of summer, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times I might come home, I might take a little power nap or chill in the afternoon mm-hmm. and then get out about five or six o'clock at night and just get in, you know, five or six miles, you know, like right. like for less than an hour probably. And then just try to catch up on the weekends and do some longer stuff. Then get up early on Saturday or Sunday and go do it. So how many days a week do you typically run? Uh, right now, maybe like three. I mean, look for all your listeners. I'm not like you guys. Yeah, just, no, like, you know what I mean? I just, I don't, I don't live and die to run. I do enjoy it, but it's a love hate relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now probably about three days a week. Um, a lot of it is weather driven. Cause I think I'm like you guys, I don't like the treadmill, but I also right. don't like to be cold. So mm-hmm. if it's a decent day, I'll go outside. Mm-hmm. And then when I was, if I'm, you know, I guess what up to about four months before the marathon, I'll probably get out five days a week. So why did you why did you decide? I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, you're not a you know a hardcore runner. Or you're just running for fitness. And why did you decide to do Marine Corps? So it was one of those things. It was, I guess, a challenge like most people have, where it's like the impossible for somebody who really hadn't run competitively since high school, mm-hmm. um, because it was like I'm, I would never do that. Right. And so when I was I was working in Pittsburgh before I came to DC, and the Pittsburgh Marathon had not existed for years, and they finally brought it back. And so the first year they brought it back, I went to go cover it. Our TV station was covering, doing live coverage of the race. And so that was really the first time I was around a marathon. And I'm watching these people run and I'm looking at them and I see more and more. And I was just like, I mean, these are people of like all shapes, sizes, ages, everything. It was just like, why can't I do this? Like, why couldn't I do this? Mm -hmm. So that was the first time that bug kind of got in my ear. And I was just like, okay, maybe I can do this. Well, then it took 10 years for me to actually decide (laughs) that I wanted to do it. But then at that point, it just was like, okay, it's now or never. And... Like by this point, it was two years ago. They were already in the lottery system, and so I said, "Well, you know what? I'll enter the lottery, and if I get in, then I'm going to train and I'm going to run it." And that's what happened. Did Did any of your friends suggest that you do the Marine Corps Marathon? <laughs> no. At this point, my friends were pretty much at the point where they're like, "Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to be uh, enjoying the, the uh, celebration afterward." So you kind of got a unique uh, situation where I think this was your first race since you were a uh, track athlete in high school. It was that, right? my. Exactly. It was my first race, like timed official race since my senior year. So that's cra- I mean, that's crazy. Most people go out and do a 5K or they do a 10K or a 10 miler or half mm-hmm. marathon. No, go big or go home. I that's know. exactly what mm-hmm. I said. I was yeah. like, if I'm going to do because then, you know, when I started thinking about seriously, then of course everybody was saying that and they were just like, oh, do it like a 10K, come do this with us or do a half first. And I was like, no, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be the first race that I've run since I was in high school. So I'm guessing that when you are faced with cold water, like at a pool, you don't like do the slowly waiting in. You just in. you just like cannonball in there, right? 
Well, yeah, but it might take me 10 years to get up the nerve <laughs> to do it. And then when I finally do it, then yeah, I just dive in. So <laughs> your first race since high school, and this is two years ago, I'm wondering how the experience was at that Marine Corps marathon. Uh, it was mixed. Yeah. Mm. It was, yeah. you know, I Sounds got... Sounds like a marathon. Yeah, yeah it does. You know, I mean, I had all the adrenaline and my heart was in the right place and I was really excited about it. And then when I started training, I started getting a little bored, I think. <laughs> and then I think I tried to make up for that and I overdid it and I ended up hurting myself. So the mm-hmm. longest I was able to run was about 15 miles before the race. And so then I ended up getting checked because it just took me a while to finally go get checked. And then Mm -hmm. they were like, well, you have like a meniscus tear. And I said, what are my options? And they're like, well, you know, if we do anything about it, you're not going to be able to race. And I said, can I? And they're like, well, yeah, it's just going to hurt. And I said, well, but I can, right? And they were like, yeah. I said, well, okay, well, then I'm just going to do it. So I basically shut it down. And then just on race day, I was like, let me just tape myself up. This is the worst advice right. for it is. No. Here. no, but it's Seriously, a, it's, like, it's, don't, it's, don't do this. No, it, 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 but it, I think it's a real story and a lot of people can relate to it. So probably. But, but Chris, it was miserable. I mean, right. but, but then the, the problem was I was so heavily taped on my knee because right. I was worried about it. And that ended up like actually being okay. But then because I didn't properly build up the way I right. should, mm-hmm. you know, like my feet are going out, right. like my hip, my back, you know, but right. so by it's the time everything I was else. done, well, he needed more yeah. tape. Yeah. is what it sounds yeah. like. No, tape my entire body. Yeah. Is what yeah. to be. But it was just, you know, the goal was still there. And I was like, I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to cross the finish line. And, and then as you guys probably know from the first time you did it, you know, across the finish line, I was just like, Okay, my initial thought, I can't really say on the radio. Right. But right. just basically, <laughs> right. don't ever let me do this again. And then as soon as you get the medal, you're just like, man, I did this. It's this pretty was, cool, right? This was awesome. Yeah. You know? And so as much as you think, like, don't do it again, it, I mean, literally within like two days, I was just like, okay, I need to do this healthy next time. Like, <laughs> right. I want to go out and I want to do this, do a better job because I know now that I can do better. And that's what sucked me in for the next year. Yeah, so you probably broke down, you know, if your longest run was 15 miles and that first uh, marathon, you probably broke down around that 15 miles and it's just a struggle that last That's exactly miles, what it was. Right? Yeah. I hit the first half at a yeah. pretty, you know, right pretty at good. the pace I was looking at. Yeah. And, um, and then I remember it was right about that, right about like 14 or 15, because I literally was telling myself during the race, well, that's right on schedule. That's right. about as far as I made it. And I guess that's where the mind maybe takes over, yeah. where you think like, okay, now I'm in new territory. I haven't done this before. Right. Well, so did you have um, surgery on your knee then? No. no. I, afterward, I was, no. Yeah. Um, you know, afterward, it just became one of these things where I, you know, I went down to Georgetown and I talked to the folks down there and, and they did um, like some dry needle therapy. Right. Mm, yeah. And then they basically said, look, I mean, in layman's terms, you're not a pro athlete. You're not competing. Like, right. Do you really want to be out of commission or should we just rest this and see what happens? Mm-hmm. So, so it did. And um, I ended up just taking a couple of months off and got like ridiculously out of shape, but then got back into it and <laughs> did better the second time. So the second <laughs> time. So take us through like the, the training for the second time. You get healthy with that meniscus. And then did you build up properly this time? It definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris gave me a big pep talk yeah, too, which helped. Um, so the second time, I what I did differently was I didn't try to go out, and I honestly wasn't pushing myself five days a week because I'm I'm right. not used to running five days a week. But I was just a lot slower and building up to my longer runs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made sure that I got them in, you know, every weekend, and that it would go a little bit farther each time. Mm-hmm. And so then I got to the point where I was building up, and now it's like I. I went past 15, got up to 18. I really think, I don't 
know that I made it quite to 20, but it was around that. But mm -hmm. I, but I was running it without pain and I was feeling good when I was done with it. So I just, I wasn't trying to push it. I just was like slower, started a little earlier, um, to get ready for it. And you know, I still didn't finish where I wanted to, but I finished half an hour better than the That's year great. before. So That's great. I was happy with that. So with your unique schedule, you're probably running by yourself most of the yeah. time. Is that right? Yeah. Um, what, uh, was your longest run building up to the second one? I think it was about 19. And are, are you, are you running, you know, weekends like most people would yeah, that was run on the a long run Saturday the weekends? Morning. Yeah. So where were so you, you, you live in Virginia, where would your, where would your route take you on these long runs? So I started out, so I used to run down uh, along the river, but toward Alexandria right. and run down past Reagan national yeah. and everything mm -hmm. and do that. Um, so I did that a few times and then I got bored with that. And then I would run across the, uh, from Virginia, go across the 14th street bridge and then go down around the memorial to a lap of the mall, just mm -hmm. kind of run through the city, which was really pretty, but I don't know. I just, something about that just didn't work. Yeah. So the best run to me, honestly, was I would go down to Georgetown under the bridge and just shoot up the canal yep. and just run mm -hmm. like maybe seven, seven, eight miles up the canal mm -hmm. because that to me was, if I'm running by myself, it yep. was just very peaceful. There was yep. no other people around. It's just like a nice, it's not a paved trail so much. Right. So it's, it's a softer it's surface, softer probably yeah. better, better on your knees. Yeah. So that was, that's what I did the most. And we just head up there on a Saturday morning and just have a little, you know, a couple hours of myself and enjoy it. So, are you thinking about marathon number three? And if so, would it be Marine Corps or maybe something different? I mean, you're, you said you're from the Pittsburgh area, maybe something in Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania. That course is really hilly. Hilly. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I don't know that I would want to do that. I like the, I like the Marine Corps for a couple of reasons. One, right. I mean, obviously always supported the military, which is huge. And I think just having the Marines line the course is very inspirational. Um, and it's here in DC and it's, it is a pretty flat course mm -hmm. and, and it's something that at least I know the markers now. So I know how good I feel at a certain point. Um, if I get in it this year, I, yeah, I'll probably do it again. Wow. Third time's the charm. Maybe it, maybe yeah. it, well, I mean, I still have my initial goal that I haven't hit yet, <laughs> Yeah. So, which is my question to you. Yeah. So now if I want to take, I took half hour off this year. Yep. Now we're not talking about going from three hours to two and a half, right. but I took a half hour off this year. Um, and Chris, you, Chris. Half credit. an hour off from training, that's it? Uh, right. no. <laughs> that's a short off season. Yeah, right? That'd no. be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like literally within probably a couple of minutes across in the finish line, Chris texted me and he was just, yeah. had my time. He's like, this is what you did yeah. this year. Now next year you have to take another 20 minutes off mm. to hit your and goal. He, and he did. And I, I mean, I think that for, for Steve, like a lot of our listeners, I just think it's consistency over time. And I think that the more you can run, the less injuries that will pop up. And the little things like you mentioned on your first marathon, you don't even think about when you're out there for four hours or, or, or more, or however long people are out there running, your feet are going to hurt because you probably haven't done a four hour run at all. Well, let me know? ask, let me yeah. ask you guys this then, because this is what I would, where I would be if I did it a third time. Okay. Yep. So I ran this time, I ran it in, in four hours and 20 minutes. Yep. So my goal was under four hours. Right. So now if I want to knock another 20 minutes off, what? Like if I go out on a long run now, yep. I'll start out slow, maybe like a 10 minute pace. And I usually finish around a nine minute pace. If I want to knock that 20 minutes off, do I start at a faster pace? Do I just keep running at that slower um, pace the, until I get used to it more? What's what, what would, yeah, the me? long run, I, I would keep it the same. I don't know what you guys think, but I, I think the long run is probably the steady run in that pace, that 10 minute pace or 11 minute pace is fine. Where I think you're going to get most of your gains. If you do a speed workout during the week. 
And, you know, people think tempo, of tempo, tempo runs. runs yeah. Marathon, so people yeah. think that, you know, I'm going to try to break four hours. So I'm not going to go to the track and try to run a fast mile or I'm not going to do track workouts or tempo runs. But I truly believe you're trying to break five hours, you're trying to break six hours. I think that speed workouts, tempo runs, fart licks are, are going to be the key to that uh, to that next half hour coming off yeah you definitely need a variety in in the training and so for you steve we're going to draw up a program right now for you here we go Uh, (laughs) but i i do think the long run is fine i think you get up to 19 miles i don't believe for a marathoners that you necessarily need to go over that 20 mile mark especially if you're not trying to run under three hours you know a couple 20 milers are fine uh, you know, you want to have that under your belt. So you have, you know, know what, what's going to happen when you're on your feet for that long. But these, uh, runs during the week are critical. So a tempo run where you would go out, let's say you go to the canal, you jog down to the canal from, from Roslyn or something. And then you go out and try to run, uh, an eight and a half minute pace for two miles out and then two miles back and then just jog back to Roslyn. That would be, you know, a total of six miles or, or six and a half miles or something like that. But you're getting four of those miles at a faster clip. Uh, another good good type of workout for uh, those pe- people who are trying to run faster marathons would be, you know, go uh, to the track and try to run a mile at, you know, a, a pace that would be outside your comfort zone for you would be, you know, that eight minute, maybe 830 pace again. Take take a you know a couple minute break and then run another one and do four of those total. But I, I really think four miles of work at a faster pace is uh, really crucial to to improving your time. And then it, like how do you guys? Because the one th- the problem that I have is you know even though I'm not running at the pace that you guys run, I still have that competitive spirit. Yeah. So. You know, even if I try sometimes to do a slow run, right. maybe I start out a little faster, and then all of a sudden, or I say, mm, if I keep this up, I can hit a new PR right. if I keep going, <laughs> and then next thing you know, I'm like, I'm, I don't have that discipline, I guess, right. to stay with it. So, well, especially for a marathon, yeah. I mean, a marathon, you 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 could go like what two hours before you realize that you're in debt. Right. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah. Which is what happened and the then, first time. The first two hours was great, and then after that, I was you, like, "Wow, I have nothing left, and I have two more hours to you, go." I think, I think with the the longer distances, you really have to stay in control. So, especially early the, on, the the marathon people think they're going to catch a flyer, and I'm going to have a great marathon. That may work in a 5K. You know, the marathon is the true test of where you truly are at that moment, fitness wise. You're never going to catch like a flyer or lightning in a bottle and be like, "Wow." I can't believe I just broke through that wall, and at 22 miles, I'm still feeling great. You are what you are, so you got to make a true assessment of where you are, and then you know make sure that you run a reasonable pace. Uh, during and it's also that race. it's a mental game, right? Because yeah. the first half of a marathon usually is easier. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you can train yourself to stay mentally in control of your running. When you're not in the marathon, it'll serve you much better when you're actually in the marathon. So since you guys have more experience, when yeah. you, if you run a long race, if you're running a marathon or even, I don't know, whatever would be a half, I guess a half, half marathon, 10 um, miler. do you focus on having the same pace for every mile or do you do, you do different parts of the race? I would recommend for, for those who can run under three hours, I'd recommend kind of an even split. But honestly, for those over three hours, four or five, six hours, the best way to do it, nobody does this, is the negative split. So you go out and try to run, you know, 
a pace where you feel like, wow, I'm really slowing myself down. I'm slowing myself down for that first 10 miles. That second 10 miles, you know, try to get after it and try to get a little bit faster. And then that last 10K, you just try to hold on. So I break it up to 10, 10, and 10. 10 miles, feel like I'm slowing myself down. Next 10 miles, you know, attack the race a little bit, but running a little faster in that last 10K, you just got to hang on whatever you can give. But I, I truly think starting slower, being patient is so crucial because most people like you, uh, you know, competitive, they feel like, wow, I feel pretty good. But you're going to put yourself in so much debt if you, that first few miles of the race, you can do so much damage uh, to your last, you know, 10 miles of that race and you don't even realize it. So I, I would say your best bet is to start slow, try to get progressively faster. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, that, that, and that's just general, general advice for, you know, anybody who's, who's trying to run, you know, a faster marathon. I, I think and, even, even if you try to run even pace, like if, if you, you know from your training and you're trying to run, I think you're, you're still holding back for that first half marathon. Yeah. You want to uh, feel like you're holding yourself back. You want to feel like you're holding yeah. back, yeah. And, but, and you have the luxury of knowing the course, too, so you can take into account like where you know there's a big hill up Wilson right. or you know a, a, there's going to be a downhill here that I can go maybe a little bit faster than what my average per mile pace is supposed to be. I also found with Marine Corps, your first probably six miles, your pace is dictated by everybody else that you're with because yeah. you're yes. elbow to elbow with you, <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. you really don't have that much yeah. control over it. And but, there's there's plenty of time in the race to get that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And and I yeah, and I would say it, you know most people do make that mistake of going out too hard. But uh, you know what's going to help you uh, honestly and believe it or not it, to to really gain you know a, an idea of what what my pace should be is really changing your paces during your regular run. So running that fast eight thirty mile. So I know what that feels like running that, you know, 11 minute pace on my slow, easy run. So I know what that feels like. So really varying your paces allows you to feel like you're more in control. So you can go out and say, okay, I know what this kind of feels like. So I know that, you know, this is where I should be. And if I'm running that 830 pace in the first, you know, five miles, I'm going to be in trouble later on. You know, you know, another rookie mistake I made the first time. And, and trust me, there were a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I didn't really eat or drink anything until I felt Ooh. like I needed it. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah that's, and at that point, I think it was too late. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, my first marathon, I didn't take anything either. Really? So no goo, no, not even well, Gatorade. It, it was I awful. I felt like, I, I was like, I'm doing fine. Like, I don't need this yet. I'm going to save it until I need it. Mm. What does it take, like, half an hour before it? Yeah, before before it, before it start you start using it or yeah so you got to take, take it, it before early. you need it before yeah. you even realize you need it so I'd say every forty five minutes along the course yeah Lesson it learned. makes a, it makes a big difference as you probably yeah, learned in your second, second round one. absolutely yeah so Steve you kind of did the race both races without much I mean this guy's a local celebrity you mm-hmm. know I mean people would be out there cheering for him but you kind of did it kind of under the radar. Like with very little fanfare, was that kind of planned? Did you wear an Iron Man mask? I, no, no, <laughs> no, I did see somebody with a Star oh, yeah. Wars mask. Yeah, so okay, I, like, yeah. I don't know how people do that. Um, the, the first time, it was just a very personal thing. I yeah. think because I hadn't done anything since high school, and I honestly just I didn't know if I was going to finish or not, so I didn't right. want to make a big deal of it, and then you know disappoint, I guess. Um, but it was also something that I just wanted to prove to myself to do it, and then last year. I don't know. I guess it just uh, it just 
I was just kind of running for fun and, and it was like, okay, let me go ahead and do this. But I, last year I didn't even tell a lot of people I was doing it. And um, maybe this year if I do it, then now, now that I know I was able to at least finish twice, it's like, okay, I'm pretty sure I can make it to the finish line now. Did you have, I mean, it's really important to have folks along the course, if friends, family, or anybody. No, else. not a lot. Nothing. No, the first, wow. So the first year. Tucker I, Barnes out there well, cheering you on. Or, I Tucker mean, was supposed anything? to meet me at the finish and he didn't you, show he up. Didn't so show that was a huge nothing? disappointment. Yeah, that is a big disappointment. Um, the, so the first year I did have a couple other coworkers who were there. Yeah. And then um, this year, no. I just, uh, but I, I mean, really you don't. I mean, it's great to have support. Support's always going to help you if you know they're there. But even if you don't, if somebody's just like on their own and they're just like, I want to try this, but I'm new to D.C. or I don't have a lot of people here. That to me was the best part of it is all the people that are lining the course. Yeah. They're not just there for their friends. You know, right. they're there to support everybody to get through it. And that really helps. It's a huge, huge lift when you're not yeah. feeling like you're going to make it another couple of steps. The, you know? the, uh, the sidelines of the of the Marine Corps Marathon are, are well populated oh with, yeah with i mean i think that's great positive people yeah it's great it's did awesome did anybody recognize you yeah a few people a that's few people awesome. um i tried to like make it look like then i'm smiling hey it's doing great hey take a picture uh but yeah most of the time i was dying inside I was like, oh, God, <laughs> do, you, do people recognize you? like if you go to the grocery store do people recognize you yeah i mean not every day okay. but, see um, he is a celebrity man no, 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 every once in a while but yeah i mean it, it, it definitely happens sometimes i had a friend who was a field reporter in Charlottesville right after college mm-hmm. and she one time had a woman come up to her in the grocery store and tell her that she used her hands too much on Oh air. yeah, well we get criticism. People are not shy yeah. about criticism. I was really surprised. Yeah, oh no, people will come up and they'll be like, hey, I saw you do such and such. You probably shouldn't have done this or you might want to consider. I'm like, okay, all right, well I appreciate the feedback. Thank you very much. All right, we yeah. gotta, you're not going to dive into that? You're not going to tell us what the uh, what people are telling you? Uh, kind of advice do people have for you? It's it's all constructive. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. See, we we can't relate to that because everybody who comes up to us on the podcast are like, "You guys do everything right. It's great. You guys are so awesome." But they're like, "You guys look amazing." <laughs> yeah. Well, can I can I pay him a quick compliment? Yeah. I, I was very impressed. Uh, that the the professional news guy turned the tables and interviewed us I for know. half of that. That's yeah, that's good. <laughs> I actually think that that should be in our greatest hits. That's probably yeah. a, the best running segment we've done in a it long is. time. <laughs> All right, well, we do have a few questions. I've got a couple few questions Go before it. we get before we get him out of here. Um, so you can follow him on Twitter. It's at Steve Genevieve. Um, we noticed that uh, you were doing some sort of juice diet. That I got was. Um, so we talked about food and diet earlier, but we noticed a juice diet that kind of got derailed by uh, uh, a. Uh, it looked like a Shake Shack delivery that looked pretty tasty. We had Alan from Shake Shack on our podcast earlier, and so I know those guys from Shake Shack are, uh, you know, listeners of the show, and they make some awesome food. So. Yeah, what happened with the juice cleanse? Did that work or no? Okay, so first of all, I will say that Shake Shack delivered their new chicken sandwiches mm. on right. the last yeah, day. Yeah, you can look it on Twitter. They, they look delicious, cleanse. man. Right? Yeah. But yeah. I will also say that I stuck to it. Wow. I stuck to my nice. commitment, and they did not cheat. Now, I was only doing three days, but in those three days, this is um, this never happens, okay? It's always like the worst-case scenario. We had on the show... The first two days, two people making homemade Italian food, like local chefs, and then Shake Shack shows up on the third day. So that's mm-hmm. all the food I had to say no to. Then, happy to get invites to both the Wizards and the Caps games, mm-hmm. two of those three nights, with like unlimited food and drink. Mm-hmm. Said no <laughs> to everything. And I was just like, uh, no, I'm sticking to this. I made the commitment I'm going to do it. But man, the temptation was unreal. Well, good for you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, imp- impressive. Good work. Um, you had a question about words 
I did have a question snow, about words. And then I got a couple others here. Yeah. Okay. So on NPR, they said that there was phrases and words they couldn't use, like okay. um, old man winter and white stuff oh, and hunker yeah, yeah. down. So did you guys have any words that you weren't supposed to use during your coverage of Snowzilla? No, not during the snowstorm. I'm trying to think off the top of my head because there was something recently and we got a memo, and it, but it was very similar. And they were just like, uh-uh, like, don't say this anymore. And but it's it's silly stuff like that, you know. It's like things that we would say in conversation, and part of what we're trained to do is be conversational. So right. it, that to me always sounded like counterproductive. But maybe I guess it's because people don't like the repetition of hearing the same phrases all the time, or yeah. want us to be a little more creative. Um, do you feel like Snowzilla was a good name for the snowstorm? I went with Snownado because I was a big oh. Sharknado fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that one better. So I like Snownado until Tucker Barnes, our excellent weather forecaster, had to point out that. Snownado could potentially be a real weather phenomenon. Uh, <laughs> Therefore, should not be mocked or made fun of. Well, wasn't mm. there? There was thunder snow, wasn't there? There was thunder snow, yeah. yeah. A lot of people heard yeah. it. And that, and that apparently doesn't happen very often. So, who who came up with Snowzilla? Like, who who got credit for that? I have no, no idea. idea. I mean, we had, like, I even put up, like, a list of, like, all these potential names mm-hmm. for storms and everything. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have a favorite? Yeah, I saw that your list was uh, Snow NATO, Snow Pinning Day, Snow Snow Pinning Day, Apocalypse, Snowpocalypse, and Snow Palooza, and it looked like Snow NATO was the top on on your on your. Twitter oh yeah, poll. we did a little Twitter so, poll. I I like I I don't like naming the. I, I don't remember. I grew up. Yeah. In, I grew up here in D.C. and I don't remember the snowstorms being named. I just no. That's a recent. I like the, that's a recent phenomenon. Blizzard of Ot sixteen. Okay. Ot 16. Yeah. That's, I like that one. Yeah. I hadn't heard that one before. Well, I just made it up. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. well, where were you like a week ago? Yeah. We could have used that one. I yeah. was inside watching <laughs> the news. <laughs> so uh, just a couple more questions before we get out, get you out of here. Uh, so did you guys, when, when you're at the, uh, you guys are all together at the hotel during Snowzilla or Snow Nation. Hot 16. Yeah, Hot yeah. 16. So were you guys getting together and having dinner, drinks, hanging out, or do you guys just not like each other? Just put on an act for <laughs> Yeah, we the, hate each other. You hate each other? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. No, we actually... They, so they, Seems like you guys are tight. No, I mean, this is like have, we're getting way into the weeds here. Yeah, yeah. They actually split us up into two hotels because yeah. our entire crew had to be put up. And right. there was a lot of people, obviously, behind the scenes that have to be there to keep the station Absolutely. on the air. Right. Uh, so they split us up into two hotels. And I don't know, maybe we hang out too much together. So Tucker and Allison were in one hotel and I was okay. in a different hotel. So we were only maybe a quarter mile apart. Um, so we weren't staying in the same hotel, but their hotel had a little nicer Okay. Uh, area, and it was open. So we, we basically ate the same place like two times a day for three days, but <laughs> we right. did, we did hang out together. Yeah. You got, uh, and, and you can see on his Twitter, he's always hanging out with, with a lot of the Fox five folks at, at local, you know, games, nationals, yeah, we games, have fun together. Yeah. you know, it's good. You work yeah. with people that you enjoy being around. It makes it, uh, you know, better on all levels. No, no doubt. Um, what time of day do you wake up? Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Okay. Okay. Technically four fifteen. Four fifteen. The alarm goes off at wow. four. Mm-hmm. So, so the answer hasn't changed since the last time. Okay. So I, I said that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ought four. That was a Favorite, test. <laughs> yeah. what, what, name, name Story a, checks out. A couple uh, name dropping. I'm launching a name drop here. A couple celebrities or favorite celebrities that have come into uh, Fox 5 that you've met through your job. Uh, okay. Well, just in this past year, I'm trying to think of some of the like big names that came in. Um, Russell Crowe came in. He was a nice wow. surprise because mm-hmm. we heard, you know, if you watch TMZ, you hear like things about him and you're just like, maybe he's not that ni- nicest guy mm-hmm. in the world. Super nice. Hung out, talking to everybody. Um, he actually owns a, 
Australian football team, I think, or rugby team. Mm-hmm. So he's like big sports guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kevin Costner was on right after that, like a couple of weeks later. And so a lot of times, like if the big celebs are financing their own projects, then they'll be like, the hey, show now yeah, we want to come, really cool. you know, come on the show. Yeah. But we'll take it either way. And then, you know, give them a chance to talk about their other stuff too. So another question here, just, you know, rapid fire here. So do you have season tickets to the Steelers? I do. You do I have do. It's my hometown team. Wow. I grew up outside okay. of Pittsburgh. So do you go to uh, the eight games a year? No, or? I don't go to eight. Okay. I went to four games this year in Pittsburgh, and then I happened to be in San Diego when they were playing a Monday night game. So I went to that. So I did go to five games this year, which is uh, – that's about as many as I can handle. Just the drive up and back gets to be a lot. How disappointed were you? I mean, I feel like the Steelers could be playing on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had that thought yeah. a few thousand times. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, rough. You know, the worst thing is is that the kid that fumbled in the Denver yeah. game for the loss yeah. actually grew up like 20 minutes from me. Wow. So, I was so he's like a really, hometown kid, you, too. Oh, oh. He was like on the practice squad, so I was really oh. pulling for him, and then I was like, ah. Oh. That's, that, that's really too bad. Um, are you a Redskins fan despite – Yeah, I am. And you ha- I mean, you have to kind yeah, of be a, games. A, a Redskins fan. I don't go to as many because I don't have – the season tickets for the for the skins right but, um but i went to you know i'll go to like a couple games a year and you know i always hope they do well and a lot of those guys will come on our show ryan kerrigan's been on a few times and pierre garcon and so you know we always hope that they do well and right. so i was really happy to see them make it into the playoffs this year i think like everybody else we were disappointed they didn't go a little farther right oh, i had sure. big hopes for them at the end oh i definitely did too um I was going to ask one more question about one of you, one of the guys. I'm I'm about I'm friends and know Kevin McCarthy. Sure you do. Uh, he's a movie reviewer extraordinaire, and probably a lot of our listeners have have seen him. Um, how many of those wacky suits does he have? Does I he... think that well, how many holidays are there? To yeah, be honest so they're with all you, or okay. seasons. Okay, uh, I think that he's done. I know he's done Valentine's Day, Fourth yeah. of July. Yeah. Um, I don't think he had a Thanksgiving suit, but he had Halloween, Christmas, New Year's. He's probably got at least half a dozen right now. And you can check Steve's uh, Twitter. It's at Steve Chenevieve, and you can see a few pictures of Kevin McCarthy in these suits. He had this winter suit. He went to the the snowball fight that was in DuPont Circle in the suit, and he got mm-hmm. pummeled with, uh, <laughs> with snowballs Real quick, because speak, of the suit. Speaking yeah. of Kevin, uh, yeah. because the movie's coming out and you guys are all runners, yeah. we just had the, the star of the Jesse Owens movie, Race, which oh, is coming okay. out. Was, yeah. He was just in our studio yesterday. He's a 22-year-old kid, and uh, I think his name is Stefan James. Yeah. Nicest guy in the world. And so you know, Kevin was doing his job and asking him all the movie questions. And so then I, I like butt it in, and I said, look, you're running – you know, track events. I said, did you train? Like, are you a runner? And he said, that was the hardest part. He said, the acting is easy, but I had to pull off the actual running. (laughs) Yeah. And he said that they, I guess they trained at Georgia tech. Okay. And he said that they would go down to Georgia tech and they would like, he would learn how to be a sprinter. But he said in the scenes in the race, they're actually running the full hundred meters. So, or a hundred yards, I guess. Right. Right. I mean, that's a, but uh, yeah, he said we. It wasn't like we we're just running like in front of a green screen or anything, or running like twenty yards. He's like, yeah. we were, you know, we we're doing the whole races. Like, so I, I got my workouts in. No, I, I, we did see that tweet that you were living your high school track days that we just talked about. Uh, no, he looks like I, I hate those movies where the guy who is playing the main character is so awkward if they're playing basketball or running. If they're not or believable oh, right. as the they're athlete, not believable. or playing yeah. guitar, they're or, not hitting yeah, any chords exactly. and like that's, exist that's in this true. world. Yeah. 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 So the, the other tough thing about that too is that like, you think like in the Olympics you only have to race once a day, but for the director he's like, "Cut, okay, right, let's right. do that one again right. from a different Are you angle." Serious? We have to do this again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and look fresh when you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, right? run, run is exactly like you just did on that last hundred. Yeah. 
All right, Steve. Well, we're going to get you you out of here. Uh, can I ask one question? Go yeah, ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, for your next ju- juice cleanse, can we proxy for you for the eating? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's going to be another juice cleanse. I think well, if there was, is, think of us. So I will absolutely think of you. And honestly, I well, I did, Chris. I thought of you. Yeah. I'll think of all of you if it happens again because I honestly, somebody asked me how it went, and I said, you know, it was kind of like the marathon. <laughs> it's like I was really looking forward to doing it. Once I started, I couldn't wait for it to be over. But then when I successfully finished, it, I was like, I feel pretty good right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Well. Uh, la- last thing, it looks like you guys did a whole punctuatory fill thing. So the spring's coming sooner, so the running will be better. Or what's I the hope deal? So. What's the What's the deal with that? I hope. Did he so. see a shadow? Did he not see a shadow? He and despite, what does it mean? Despite the sunny <laughs> yeah. day, did not see a shadow. So, the, so spring is supposed to be right around the corner. All right. So Fingers that means crossed. that that uh, the running will be better. We'll Steve. We'll see Steve Genevieve out there training for his. Uh, Third Marine Corps marathon. I hope so. Did uh, did you get you get in the line? I mean, we can get you in. I'm sure. If we're not going to use that as an excuse. If well, you one way, one way or another, I hope to be yeah, there in October. Yeah. It'll be fun. And in the meantime, I'll be on Fox Five every yeah. morning from six. Every to morning, you can find him on Fox Five six uh, a.m. to ten a.m. to eleven a.m. to eleven a.m. Now. Yeah. now, wow, another hour. I hope you're getting paid for that extra hour, man. Well, now at least my <laughs> marathon time is less than my daily anchor. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> All right, that's local runner uh, Steve Genevieve. He's also – I want to say local runner first before your Fox 5 gig, gig but uh, Fox 5's new, news anchor Steve Genevieve, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on Pace the Nation. All right, thanks again to Steve Genevieve for coming in studio and – Sitting down with us, uh, talking about running, talking about uh, news broadcasting, you know, just talking about life. Yeah, we definitely uh, just talked to him. Yeah. And we're not recording this out of order. Right. Uh, so we're definitely not recording this before we talk to him. Correct. Yeah, we know exactly what he talked about. And all of those were interesting and or funny No, he stories. was great. No, I really yeah. uh, enjoyed him. We'll have to have him in studio again. Uh-huh. He's a great guest. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Right, Joanna? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, of course. It's at Steve Genevieve. And uh, he's he's one of those. He's got one of those blue checks. So he's big time. He's verified. Verified, yeah. Oh, yeah, verified. He's, he's got, and also his, his uh, paycheck is blue. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes. Both of those are I true wish facts. you asked about that. Well, maybe we did. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> maybe we did. It's at Steve Genevieve. On Twitter, uh, hopefully he'll start to follow the program here, Pace the Nation, and maybe tweet Joanna. But I hope he doesn't listen to the episode where uh, you made fun of newscasters for the 24-7 blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah let's, let's maybe erase that one from the archive. I think that was 38. <laughs> uh-huh. But if he does tweet... The, Why the you pro- point him directly to where that is? <laughs> if he does tweet the program, uh, he might get a read on uh, the tweets of the week segment that Joanna's going to get into right now. Um, Okay, so with tweets of the week, let's start with something that we tabled last week, which was Leanna's question about gear, so good backpacks to rent to work with. Do either of you guys run to work? Um... Sometimes when I'm I'm late... You just do a lap uh, around the house? I do a lap around the house. (laughs) Uh, No, I I do. Uh, I've run to pretty much all the stores. 
except for Princeton. I've not run to Princeton. But, yeah, I certainly run to work or run to happy hours or I think this is the first happy hour this past week that I didn't run to or run to, you know, nationals, baseball games. Farley runs to everything. That's not a fair question. <laughs> but do you carry do you I have do. a backpack I carry with a, you? I carry a backpack. Uh, so I, I carry the Nike Vapor Light backpack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's pretty streamlined and you, know, you can't fit a ton of stuff. So you're not going to fit like your, your your laptop computer in there. You're not going to fit more than a lightweight pair of shoes and a change of clothes, but very streamlined. It's got an attachment around your waist so you can, you know, you're running with it and it doesn't really bounce. I'll get going running with this Nike Vapor Light backpack and it, it I don't even notice that I've got it on me. So... I think it's a great uh, it's a, a great running accessory that I'd highly recommend uh, that people who, who want to run and commute in D.C. It's a it's a great option. And I actually have the same one. But okay. I'd say the the one factor for women is that typically their shoulders are not the same as men's. So mm-hmm. finding a backpack that fits around the shoulders is a little bit more difficult if you're a woman because the backpacks typically come in unisex sizing. And that that's uh, part of uh, Joanna's uh, women's lib <laughs> yeah. agenda for we the show today. We said we'd circle back to it. Yeah. I really do have like a bug in my brain, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, but I find that the va- that Vapor backpack from Nike, it's, it's weird, but the more stuff I have in it, the better I feel like it fits. Um, I also use this uh, A6 Quick Light Run backpack. Uh you know, Julie's sponsored by ASICs. Is that a name drop there? But anyway, so she's used that, and I've used hers. And so I don't know if that one's better for women or not. Maybe we'll have to get her on the program and, and ask her. But uh, Or she can tweet in and tell us. Or she can tweet in and tell <clears throat> us. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, big enough that, that you could hold an iPad. Uh, you could hold, a, a, like I said, a change of clothes, a pair of shoes. I'm not sure about running to work and having a change of clothes that would be like a real person's job type change mm-hmm. of clothes. As opposed to yours or my fake jobs. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think you need wrinkle-free clothes. <laughs> right, right. I think a lot of people leave work when they run to work. They have actually work clothes at work. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Box. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think you need to carry everything with you. Right. Like I, I don't think, well, I guess some people need their computers all the time, but I probably wouldn't run with a computer. I wouldn't. But you, I mean, you probably need like for women, they're going to need a little makeup bag right. and, yeah. and that kind and of stuff. certain men and certain men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, your, you know, your cell phone wallet, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, those are two good options. I know Camelback makes one too, uh, but definitely I would, I'd say uh, it's a, a very relevant topic with the traffic problems and here in D.C. and all the, the great trails that we have to get to and from, you know, places from Alexandria to Arlington to D.C. And and I see a lot of people commuting by running. So I'm sure some of our listeners also yeah. have things that they would recommend so yeah. they can tweet in and tell us. Absolutely. Let, let us know. Um, I see my buddy Philippe Raleigh tweet. Uh, he, he runs. Um, he's, a, he's a local Masters runner who he runs in from every morning McLean into Georgetown. So a good good run there and back, and I think that's just basically runs from McLean, McLean to Georgetown, to Georgetown every day, and that's his training. And he's, you know, he's an elite Masters marathoner. He runs, you know, two, low two thirties for the marathon, and I think a lot bulk of his training is 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 that 
commute from McLean to, to Georgetown. So you can actually get some good training in doing doing this uh, running commute. So that's two a day? He runs he, twice, twice a day? Twice a day. Yeah. How many miles is that each way? Uh, he's probably running, you know, 18 some miles. I would think. 18 yeah. miles a day? So, I mean, well, I think he, he maybe parks his car over by uh, Chain Bridge sometimes. And so oh. he, he cuts the... <laughs> Hey, I mean, it's still pretty good because yeah. there's an area that you can park your car uh-huh. over there. I, you sound disappointed. That's, that's like when it's we were cheating. in college. When we were in college, we used to have to do morning runs. Right. And Farley would park at the Seven Eleven and then uh, jog over, sign in, then run back to the Seven Eleven. I'll let him finish the story, but it's not uh-huh. true. <laughs> I was going to interrupt it, but I was. It was actually a different guy. There was there was other people who did that, but that 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 is a good. Uh, a good comparison there. <laughs> well, and in the Washington Post a few weeks ago, I don't think we talked about this. There was a guy who commuted to work by rowing. He rowed on the river, the Anacostia really? River, to get to work. He worked at the Library of Congress. Is the uh, Library of Congress on the river? <laughs> no, but it's <laughs> like two miles away. So he'd row to the boathouse, and then he would... Um, row down the street? Row down the street, exactly, yeah. yeah. When I was working... Actually, I was in college, and I, I was working down in Roslyn, and there was a guy in the office who would run. He lived 10 miles away. So he would run and bike. So each day he ran 10 miles and he biked 10 miles. So if he biked home, then the bike was at home. Then in the morning he would bike back and then he'd run home. And then the next day he would run in the morning and bike back. Every mm. day he did that. Wow, that's dedication. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of a short bike ride, to be honest. Yeah, 10 miles is not very long for a bike ride. Yeah. Well, there is a good article on Run Washington about commuting to work by running. Uh, So we'll tweet out that link. Uh, It gives you some tips and some people who are doing it, some stories about how they're doing it. Pretty cool article. Our friend uh, Dixon Mercer joined us a couple weeks ago to talk about the... uh, Does he write for us now? Olympic (laughs) trials. But uh, this was not a a Dixon article. This was by uh, David Pittman, but... Okay. No, he do, he doesn't write for us, but not a bad yes. idea. Well, if, I mean, if this, if this was the second one of his articles that he writes, then no. then it's like we're yeah. going to start giving him assignments. Right. We'll tweet that out. And a uh, pretty cool article about running to work on Run Washington. Um, Leanna also had another gear question, which was about what shoes to wear when strength training or doing other cross-training activities, like if she needs to wear supportive shoes, if you need supportive shoes when you're running. So my rule of thumb there, a good question, is – if you're doing heavy side-to-side lateral movement, I would recommend a different pair of shoes other than, uh, you know, your running shoes or the running shoes that you would be fit in for your regular running. I'd recommend a shoe that can handle that lateral side-to-side motion. Other than that, if you're just doing core stability exercises, I shouldn't say just doing. If you're doing core stability exercises, you know, lifting some weights, your regular running shoes are going to be A-OK. Probably the best... Uh, uh, shoes for you would be your regular running shoes. I don't do my non-running in my running shoes that I'm currently running in. Yeah. Agreed. I use I use like my old running shoes, the ones that are that are kind of worn out. And I think her question is like if you were fit advice. for the 2000, do you have to have a 2000 type stability in your strength training shoe? And my answer would be no. I think that's a good. I mean there's a lot of subtleties here. I think that's a really good point mm-hmm. though. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think. I think a running shoe would be good. Mm-hmm. I think maybe even a lightweight, more flexible shoe. Something with a lower heel to toe drop. Lo- lower heel to toe drop. 
Uh, but I'm, I'm with you, Docs. I would not r- r- work out or cross-train in the shoe you're currently running in. But, yeah, I think you could sw- switch it up a little bit. I mean, it's really you're not incurring the same sort of uh, impact impact yeah. and load on your knees and shins and hips when you're doing the uh, strength training or cross-training. So it isn't ne- as necessary to have the most stable or the perfect shoe for you. You can have a, a different shoe that maybe is a little more flexible, mm-hmm. maybe moves a little bit more, and that's going to strengthen and flex, flex and strengthen your foot. So that's not a terrible thing either. But you still want to have a sports shoe. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't do it in, you know. Business shoes. No, <laughs> flip-flops. Mm-hmm. No. Flip-flops. Toms, those are out. No. Crocs. None of those. <laughs> How many can we name? I think I'm out. Um, Clarks. Mm. Keds. Fry boots. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still out. Steve Madden. Skip. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. Journeys. Is that like a thing? Journeys is a store, but I, uh, do they have their own brand? They may. I don't know. I don't think they, so, that, but that's where you can buy all your skateboarding shoes. It's true. Do you skateboard? I used to, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm out too, so <laughs> good list. I win. Way to go. Congratulations, Joanna. One for the women. What? I was going to say a victory for the women. <laughs> but of course, the woman beat me to it. <laughs> Um, okay, so next let's talk about another topic from last week, which was the music video suggested by Chris Jatan. Did you guys do your homework? Did I, you watch I did. the videos? Uh, okay. I did. Okay, neither of you sound wow. particularly enthusiastic. I, I, I'm, I'm we have a new rule. Head. We have a new rule. Yeah. And the new rule is that uh, we watch them live on the show, oh, right. not, for, not as homework. I agree. Yeah, I'm with you because that was awful. I had a hard really? time getting through it. It was awful. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Old man Farley. <laughs> well, did you enjoy his? He had. I think he had two recommendations. Yeah, he had two he recommendations. Two recommendations. Okay. So let's let's break them up. Okay. okay. Let's, so let's one. talk Joanna, about what was the first one? Feel right. Mm-hmm. Feel right. Mark Ronson featuring Mystical. And mm-hmm. that was the, like the the video with the skit of like kids. The kids. And, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. um talent show at the school. I couldn't even finish it. Really? I thought it was cute. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I okay. thought I thought that the uh, I was disappointed that the cellos were run off the video so quickly. Because okay. <laughs> when I saw the cellos on stage, I was like, "Ooh, I, I like where this is going." And then they're like, "Thank you." And then they run off the thing. Uh, so like it was like kind of a, an immediate hole that they were, they dug themselves into there. Mm. But I thought they dug themselves out of the hole. I will say that I don't think I liked the song very much, but I liked the video. I found the video entertaining. Yes. Well, the song had soul. It di- well, it did. I liked, um, I should say, I guess I didn't like the voice of the singer. It was a little mm-hmm. too gravelly yeah. for me. Yeah. But I did like the musical accompaniment. And I liked when the girl called that kid nerd. A nerd? Yeah. I like that too. <laughs> did you like Mystical? Um, is that the guy who was singing? I think I, it was. I, I don't, I, I guess that's it. It wasn't Mark Ronson singing? I don't know. I think there was both of them singing, I thought it right? was the 13 year old that was singing. Was that not right? That's that's not the. I know there was not the thirteen-year-old who was Uh, singing, but I just think that his voice wasn't as smooth as Drake. I'll just say that. Well, I think that's part of his thing, though. Yeah, but I I I like the smoothness. All right. Well, I barely got through it, Mm -hmm. so I don't have. You never wore one for homework. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't. Well, and I liked the janitor who's like going crazy and playing the air guitar okay, i like that yeah that, that was, was good. that was that like, was in there for farley that kept me <laughs> that kept me somewhat entertained for uh-huh. a couple seconds uh but uh i'd give it a you know i'd give it a c minus uh-huh what would you have given hotline bling yeah you know i'd give it a b plus it stimulated 
I mean, it's not really my type of music, but it's stimulating. Or video. Or so video, the but. video, or let's break it down, video yeah, exactly. and music separate or together? Like, what was it about Hotline Bling that you liked? Because I liked the music video for the song Feel Right, but I didn't really like, like the song the itself. So for Hotline Bling, did you like the video? Like, does that get a B plus? Or does the song get a B plus? Or does the package together get a B plus? Package together gets a B plus. The song probably gets a... Uh, Catchy song, I'd say it gets an A. Okay. Uh, the uh, video for me gets a uh, an A also, and somehow it <laughs> combined to a B plus, B minus, C plus. Okay. I mean, it, again, it's not my type of music either. Mm. These songs, but you gave it an A. Well, I, it's it's it was catchy. You have to admit it was catchy, and you heard it. Maybe it's just because you heard it over and over again. I, well, you think I, I watched this for an hour? No, the hot blind bling. The you did hear the song, song. Wait, a lot. Which, yeah. which video are you grading? We're talking. Right now? To, we're grading that. I was grading the Drake. The you was that what you asked him to grade the Drake? Yeah, I uh, yeah. Okay. Because he said that he would have given that a B plus, so I was just curious if uh, it was how it broke down. I give the, the okay on this one that we just watched. I would say feel right. Feel mm-hmm. right. I would give the video a B, and I'd give the music a D. Okay. So that's where I get my C minus. Okay. Harsh greater. Yeah. Hotline bling greater than sign that song. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. That's where I. Uh-huh. That's where I officially weigh in. I feel like you were just talking in a tweet. He was, yeah. <laughs> right. All right. What do you? That's, that's like if uh, Albert Einstein could tweet. That would be something he would have uh, put out there. What do you guys give? Give it. Not hotline bling. We're we're done with that. I know that's old news. Yeah. If you yeah. want to hear our our hotline bling stuff, go to the archives. Right, right. Yeah. So feel right, docs. What is your analysis? The video is an A. They hit it out of the park in the video. I mean, that's what you want to mm-hmm. have. Is you want to have kids performing like this, mm-hmm. you know, lip syncing, whatever. And also, you know, the the little girl who was a bully at the beginning, she came around at the end. Oh, so, definitely. So it's a feel good story as well. Yep. Um. So I give the video an A. I would probably give the song a B. Um, I did. I did. Out of the two songs, just a spoiler for where we're going. Mm-hmm. I thought that this one was. Uh, it, mm-hmm. uh, it's not not my kind of music, but I thought at least it was a decent song. Yeah, I liked the hook. Mm-hmm. I I thought that was good. I would also give the music video an A. I thought it was very entertaining. And the music. Mm-hmm. B minus. A B minus. The okay. hook saved it, so it'd be like a C minus if it wasn't for the hook. Yeah. Okay, well, the hook's a part of the song, Farley. All right, well, you know what? This is a running podcast. We were spending uh-huh. an awful lot of time on this. So let's run to the next, next. video. Uh, yeah, what was next? Travis Scott Antidote. And he had like some sort of dollar sign in his... Uh... Yes, the S in Travis was okay. a dollar sign. Yeah. Cause he's... Uh, I'll have to be honest. I'm going to say I just couldn't get through this one. So yeah. uh, I, I just... Incomplete. It, you give it an incomplete or yeah. an F? A- an incomplete. I'd say I, I just I, I I'm surprised that Jeton J- Jedin is Ooh, interested in this. You almost got it right. I, I'm surprised that Jedin is inter- interested in this type of music. Well, what he said was the kids are into this. Okay, I think the kids need to develop better taste in music. <laughs> I agree with you there. Yeah, but the only redeeming quality of the video, yes. whatsoever, mm-hmm. uh, which is an F for the music and an F for the video, yeah, is that uh, the girl with the glowing makeup. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I would endorse any uh, makeup that glows. Okay, that's fair. Okay. I'm also curious, how does Chris Jatan know what the kids are listening to? He's a track coach. Okay. 
I guess that's fair. Joanna, grade the Travis Scott, please. You're not um, immune to this? Yeah, F, F. I didn't like either one. All right. All right. We got an F, incomplete, and Doc's F. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Don't waste our time. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of music, I got Pearl Jam tickets. They had a lottery for the fan club, uh, and I'm a bit disappointed. I put in for 10 different shows, and I only got one show in Raleigh, which is ridiculous. So you have to drive to Raleigh to see Pearl Jam? Mm-hmm. Was there one not I, I Not that I have to. I get to. Yeah. Was there one closer by, though? Uh, Hampton. Okay. Uh, which is a little closer. And then they're in Philly for two nights, and they're in New York City for two nights. Uh, so I was a little disappointed that I didn't get uh, more shows. Did Now, you can get these shows, I'm sure, on the secondary market. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They they sell on the fan club. And then when they, when they sell... Uh, on the secondary market, it sells out immediately, and right. then it's all um, every ticket's available for like you know twenty times Inflated the price on, on wow. StubHub. It mm. all goes to the robots, even though they try to keep the robots from buying the stuff. Mm. Wow! And then uh, that like ten days before that, in DC, the Smashing Pumpkins are playing an acoustic show, and Liz Fair is opening for them. I saw that. Yeah, I'm so pumped. So it's like. Uh, it, that, is that on a Thursday? It should be. Because when I saw that, I really just felt like I was going back in time. Exactly. It's. Uh, I believe it's not on a Thursday. It's a Sunday night. Okay. Uh, so it's a uh, throwback Sunday. Mm-hmm. But it's it's uh, it's it's so amazing. I mean, so within ten days, I'm going to see all three of those. Th- wow. Those really were my three favorite bands, groups, bands, musicians. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a big Eddie Vedder, Mark, Liz Fair, and what was the other one? Smashing Pumpkins, Smashing Billy Pumpkins. Corgan. Okay, yeah. I actually knew that. Yeah. Um, I would just like to throw this out there that one of the bands that I really like, Death Cab for Cutie, their lead singer, Ben Gibbard, recently took up running, and now he's running like 80 miles a week. Well, he was married to Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. And he ran the LA Marathon. And for I, charity. Yeah. And, well, when he ran, because I, I like Zoe Deschanel, and I was disappointed that she married him, because mm-hmm. I was like... Hey, I had a shot because, you know, he's not talented musician who was a slow runner. What? <laughs> I disagree. I have nothing to add on this. <laughs> I really have nothing to add. All right. Well, let's move on let's, then. Let's get back to yeah. yeah, I feel like the show's getting off the rails, but, you know. This isn't the music I episode. Is, I hope people are interested. All right. Go ahead. Joanna, back <laughs> to the tweets. Um, all right. So Kevin King had an interesting tweet this week. Where he said, Houston, we have a pace the nation problem. Quick, Pacers, Adrian, read this. And it was a link to how to change your egg avatar because Adrian Farley is on Twitter. And she has an egg avatar. Yeah, I'm going to talk to her today mm-hmm. about that. I'm uh, going to talk to her, too. I'm going to let her know uh, how much you dislike. Despise. Yeah, I despise egg avatars. Yeah, yeah that, your own that mother. Is, that was very embarrassing. I'm sorry to the Twitter world. I'll <laughs> talk to my mom. She's only following five people. Yeah, she's not real prolific on Twitter, believe yeah. it or not. But um, yeah, she's she's on there. I think maybe my little brother helped her set it up. If mm-hmm. I'd helped her set it up, there certainly wouldn't be an egg avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a lot of discussion about an Olympic trials viewing party. Yes. Yes. What's the status on that, Farley? Hey, we can um, set it up. I'm going to be out of town, but uh, we can certainly set something up. Well, they want to. They want to go to a bar. They want to oh, have a, a okay. bar yeah. for open viewing for the trials. 
Yeah. Okay. So um, Chris Webb had suggested that this was something that maybe Ireland Four Courts could do. Okay. All right. I'll um, talk to the good people, Dave, over there and see if we can't set that up. I think that's a great spot for it. And then we D- can tweet it out and tell everybody, yeah. good news, this is where we're going to be. Yeah, Dave, the GM over there. Even though neither of you will be there. <laughs> is uh, a big runner, and he runs for the Pacers running Masters team. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he, he uh, would certainly support that. So let's go, I'll, I'll be responsible to get that going. Great. Um, speaking of people who are absent or who will be absent, Satya Morthy has been surprisingly mm-hmm. absent from things lately. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted in to apologize for that. Well, Satya, it's okay. You just had a kid. I understand. Well, no, that's not yeah, a good excuse. Not, okay. not good enough. All right. All right. Uh, Satya, you know what speaks louder than words? Yeah. Actions. Yeah. All right, I take that back. You're not. Yeah. You're not okay in our book. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, anyway, so the Satya um, apologizing for his absence on Twitter and happy hours also sparked. Todd to join mm-hmm. into the conversation. Yeah. I think I think Satya specifically called Todd out. He did, yes. Yeah. And Todd once again said, not to mention that the podcast doesn't even care to have me back on. Yeah. Well, and I responded to that. You I, did. Thank you. Because you said, we have invited Todd back several times and he could not make it. Hashtag mm-hmm. revisionist. Yeah. But I think now uh, we should revise our stance on having him back on since he's bad mouthing us on on, on yeah. Twitter. What if Adrian Farley had seen this? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we Todd. all have to behave on Twitter like Adrian Farley was reading our tweets. Yes. Yeah. So Todd, there's some truth to what you're thinking. The podcast does not want you back on. But when you wrote it, it wasn't true. Right. Right. It's because he said that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was harsh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. You guys are like really in a mood today. I'm kidding. <laughs> I hate all of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. um, so we also have the word continuing to spread with um, a tweet that went out to Saucony. So Ashley Higginson from their um, team, she's a professional runner. She had had a quote where she said, I enjoy both runs together and occasionally a silent run alone or with a podcast. So we suggested that she listen to Pace the Nation. Yeah, hopefully, uh, Ashley, uh, you're listening to this show, mm-hmm. and um, thanks for listening, and good luck in your training. Um, and let us know what you think of uh, the, the videos with uh, Travis Scott <laughs> and uh, Mark Ronson, please. Or other topics that you want to chime in on. Oh, uh, not just limiting her to yeah, that? No, it doesn't okay. necessarily have to. All right, well. It's an open forum. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't really set the agenda, so... <laughs> Um, we also had some people chime in about the dog walking issue or dog washing issue. It's uh-huh. still not dead. So yeah. Jessica Rose said $36 is reasonable for dog wash. $4 tip is too low. Yeah, I saw a couple of those. I can't believe that sparked uh, as much interest or conversation that it did. More than any other topic on this yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because then um, Brian... So we're changing format. Oh, no. We used to be a music podcast way a long time ago running podcast but now it's it's dog washing 24 <laughs> 7 i don't know apparently there is a market for that yeah so. brian knight also tweeted in and said found the receipt from sophie dog's last grooming and thought pace nation crew might find it interesting and then there's a picture of a receipt and the total is 61 dollars. and you know what i find interesting about this no tip yeah that's good <laughs> good point i didn't see that 
But I did find that hilarious. So, Brian, appreciate you bringing that to my attention. Hey, Brian, don't show Jessica Rose that receipt. <laughs> I have apologized a number of times, and I'm glad I didn't name the business because I was uh, incorrectly sullying their good name. Well, I think that uh, the, our, our listeners have uh, championed them. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, you know, they've defended their honor. Yeah, yeah. So it was a reasonable dog wash. Price, I apologize. I take it back. But uh, and thanks, you'll for go back. Feed- thanks for all the feedback. I'll and, go back. And you'll go back. I will. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and leave a much bigger a better tip. Better tip. Yeah. Correct. Um, Andrea R. also put in a vote for a no asterisks needed shirt. All right. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. I said case closed. Yeah. And uh, Doc's uh, responded. But let me just explain my reasoning for saying cl- case closed. So we had this conversation uh, last week. I, I now, now that you say it out loud, I have, a, I have an idea how this could go a different way than right. I thought it. Okay, so we had this conversation mm-hmm. last week about doing a t-shirt mm-hmm. with an asterisk. Uh-huh. And no is, asterisk needed. See, see this is referencing uh, a conversation from way back where I ran you know, marathons over the past, uh, since 1999, and I've broken three hours, and I did complete one of those marathons with an asterisk no <laughs> asterisk needed yes so no asterisk needed means that there's no asterisk needed for that marathon it is a sub three marathon andrea r is correct no asterisk is needed therefore no i ran all right well first three of all marathons are better <laughs> since 99 no no asterisk needed that's case not, closed that's not uh, did we get any other tweets well not yet but they're going to be a flurry of them now. Yeah. So what's your uh, opinion on where she's Well, first of all, from? I'm so excited. This is what I wanted to do at the beginning of the show was a greatest hits where we reenact everything and you're doing that. <laughs> so, right. I, so, so this all right. worked. All right. Good. Uh, and secondly, I would say that uh, the, the whole point with the no asterisks needed is pace the nation, no asterisks needed, not... Not we're not referencing your run. We're saying for the show, there's no asterisk. I think needed. Andrea was referencing my run that there was no asterisk. No, needed. no, she said I vote uh, P T N T shirt. No asterisk needed. She wants a yes. Pace Nation T-shirt that says no asterisk needed because yeah. we talked about it on the show. I but don't think she was weighing in on the original. I think debate. she's. Wei- I think she's weighing in no, on. She's, a, not. she's weighing on in on uh, whether my and, marathon needed an asterisk or not. You're talking too loud. Uh, <laughs> All right, I am telling you. Yeah, I know. I heard you the first time. I think she is saying that I there's know, no asterisk but you're wrong. needed in my. I'm right. Who wants to listen to this for the next thirty minutes? You're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. No. Okay, but here's the thing. I thought that you, the angle you were going to be was you, you were shutting her down on the T-shirt, saying case closed. We're we're not voting. The case is already closed. We're not doing that T-shirt. No, I said case closed because she's... Well, that would have been a better argument for you than the one you just tried to present. So we're still doing the T-shirts, right? Yes. Okay. Listen, no one understands what we're talking about, but he's really starting to infuriate (laughs) me a little bit here. First of all, I can talk as loud as I want. This is our show. Uh You could talk as loud. Don't tell me I can't talk loud. Well, your levels are are not picking up. About the subject. It's going to be choppy. I am... I am... Presenting, I'm just thinking about the audio No, I'm quality. presenting to you guys that she is in my favor, that mm-hmm. I don't need an well, asterisk let's, let's for Let's go these. back and see where she voted on previously on that topic. I, 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 I don't want to do all the research. And we're, not allowed, and we're not allowed to fact check on I'm, this show. I'm, I'm telling you we don't need to do the research. She is saying mm-hmm. that there's no asterisk needed for my 
for my race, and therefore we should have a Pace the Nation shirt that says no asterisks needed. I'm in favor of that. I appreciate Andrea's support, and I appreciate the listener support. Do you listen to our show? I do. As long as the t-shirts get made, I don't really care the path to, Mm -hmm. to them. I'm Good just, point. That's a that's a conversation Joanna will and I will have uh, off air, so that we don't uh, so that it's not completely transparent with Farley. I, I know you're trying to railroad me into this this thing that I am I, I my my marathon doesn't count and all this stuff. But uh-huh. listen, can you open your mind to the fact that maybe she is supporting me in my marathon being under three hours? Can you just open your mind to that? I will admit that that's a possibility. Thank you. Okay. So, you so admit, is. Will you please admit so that is, it's under uh, three hours? It was an under three hour effort. No. Uh, yes, it was. I, I will open the possibility that that's what she meant by that tweet. If you open the possibility that I had an equal shot with Zoe Deschanel as Ben Gibbard. <laughs> I don't even know who these people are. <laughs> He's always just trying to do a zing. I'm trying to like, I, I'm trying to explain. It's, 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 I can't do a podcast with this guy. It's infuriating. Good thing it's my last show. Yeah, good thing the contract's ended today. I I mean, not every listener's out to get me like you're out to get me. I mean, is that a possibility? That's true, because we have a new listener, um, Leonard, who thanked us for the file request and said, love the podcast. You guys always keep me laughing during my runs. All right. Thank you, Leonard. Yes. He also asked where he can mail a self-addressed envelope for a sticker. So for Leonard and all of our listeners, you can send a self-addressed envelope to 300 Tingey Street, Southeast, number 160, in Washington, D.C., 2003, and I will send you a sticker. All right. And I, just to go back to Andrea real quick, and then we'll close, close case. He's trying to move on. Okay. Let's, <laughs> I, Andrea, she can be the final arbiter of whether she, her tweet meant my favor or Doc's favor? Okay, is that fair, Doc's? I mean, she is the only one who knows what she meant when she okay. said that. And Andrea, right, when the some... podcast breaks up, you can rest I easy knowing want... it was your fault. <laughs> I just want some clarification. All right, I, I, I'm, I'm fine. I've calmed down a little bit. Well, I mean, if, if you really want to do that, she right. tweeted this before. Farley needs an asterisk for 2006. I knew that. All right, well, maybe she changed her mind. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have that information in front of me. Maybe she changed her mind. Research. I, you just said she can <sighs> right. settle it. You said she can settle it. That's fine. All right. I don't really need to hear from her. I don't need an <laughs> asterisk. I, we just don't need an asterisk. All right. Let, let is, let's move on. Um, so we also had Nicholas Blake tweet in. Do you guys remember Nicholas Blake? Oh, of course. Yeah. I've so, never met him in person. <laughs> yeah. So Nicholas Blake tweeted in TFW. At Pace Nation follows you back while you're catching up on the show and calls you out for poor happy hour attendance. And then he had a picture. Do you guys know what TFW means? What was the picture first? Maybe I would know what TFW would mean if I could. So um, it's Ellen Page. Okay. I don't know who that is. Okay. But okay. Well, Do you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I liked um, her in that movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great movie featuring a great female protagonist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, a strong female protagonist. A strong too. female yeah, protagonist. Okay. That's very true. Um, so the the picture underneath of it has like her looking pretty sad, and then it says, "You just make me feel so guilty." 
All right, that doesn't help me with TFW. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, TFW means that feeling when. Ah, uh, okay. So that feeling when you're catching up on Pace Nation podcasts and they call you out for your poor happy hour attendance. Uh, okay. So Nicholas Blake, you don't have to feel guilty. You can just come to the next happy hour. Exactly. Which will either be on February 18th or the 25th. Okay. All right. Well, we will uh, keep you uh, listeners posted. 18th to the 25th. Mark your calendars. I mean, just clear out both days. Make sure that uh, you can attend. Especially you, Nicholas. Yeah, definitely. My little sister just sent me a text message. It says, Pace the Nation is getting me through working, greeting right now. We do what we can. Oh, we also had um, one of the Capital Area runners, Matt Dieters. He sent a very nice email about how he likes listening to Pace the Nation. And while we're giving shout outs, um, appreciate uh, new listeners, John Clark uh, from Alaska, Mark Drath, former Pacers employee, Mm -hmm. who's out in LA, and uh, Brandon... Boucher, our uh, assistant manager in Alexandria. I didn't know he was such a loyal listener, but he was uh, was quizzing me on the show (laughs) the other night. Which I'm sure that you didn't know any of the answers. (laughs) Um, We also should mention AJ. AJ, of course. uh, He's invited Docs to the next uh, ASICS event. He didn't invite me. He invited a, a, a... Rave club for seventeen year olds. <laughs> he spelled it D O X. It's actually D O C S. Yeah, but let's not let's not semantics. Yeah, let, let's mm-hmm. not get upset with with. Uh, there's been already enough. I thought today was the show where I was going to be mean to all of our listeners. <laughs> well, it's there's been enough uh, people upset on this show. We don't mm, need to okay. uh, get upset with our listeners. Uh, certainly, our listeners are often us uh, right, well, sweets to. Uh, I thank you for events. the invitation and thank you for listening. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a store in New Jersey, uh, in Princeton, New Jersey. So, you New Jersey listeners, uh, check us out in Princeton, New Jersey. And I think they're going to have Robbie Andrews. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that, again, that's going to happen prior to the podcast being posted. They had Robbie Andrews. It was a great event. (laughs) We're uh, breaking old news again? Yes. That's what we do best on this podcast. All right. This week in the news... I'm a little uh, gun shy to give the in the news segment. We just had a professional newscaster on here, uh, but uh, I'll, I will do my best. Uh, this is the in the news segment where we talk about all the news that is important to the hosts of uh, Pace the Nation and that's related to running. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week there was a fox attack, and I think that was on the. Uh, was that on Fox Five? No, it was not on Fox Five. I think it was on the Custis Trail. I don't think it made Fox Eye. We should ask Steve. I didn't know that foxes attacked people. Yeah, I didn't know foxes uh, attacked uh, runners either, but apparently there was a runner attacked uh, by a fox around 6.30 uh, a couple days ago, so on Tuesday, on the Custis Trail. Custis Trail obviously parallels 66, so uh, if you run on the Custis Trail, be careful out there. Yeah, that's too bad. I like foxes. Yeah, we had Steve I, from Fox 5 on uh-huh. there. Steve from Fox 5. Yeah. Was it him? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh-huh. Uh, we could have. He might have mentioned that. We should have asked him. Yeah, he might have mentioned that. It was in between uh, North Quincy and North Lincoln Street. 
So I think they're still trying to find it. And if you find it, call Animal Control. Also in the news, Bernie Sanders. Now, you know, I'm no political aficionado. So you're not going to be watching the Democratic debate tonight? Um, I'm not even sure that I knew it was on. <laughs> so, no, I won't be. Uh, and I'm not even sure why Bernie Sanders is in the news. If it's running news that all the hosts think is important. So uh, you guys Please shed some light on Bernie Sanders being in the news. In the real news or on the no, show? No, on the show, you know, for, for as it relates to running. There was a Washington Post article that he was a high school distance runner. Oh, okay. Do you think that during his races, he was feeling the burn? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, she's been setting, <laughs> waiting for that one all uh-huh. show long. Uh, yeah, I do think he was feeling the burn. You see on that burn that last last lap of the mile, uh, but uh, he was a high school runner. So I'm I'm uh, you know now a Bernie Sanders fan. Well, he might get the nomination. nomination? He okay. might. All right. All Harley, right. How, how do you feel about about all of the presidential candidates? Well, I rate, rate them on. I liked uh, Huckabee because he ran a, a, a few marathons. Yeah, uh, he's, he's out. out. He's out. Okay. Well, since he's out now. Uh, I like that Paul Ryan guy. He was a really fast marathon. Well, he made up his marathon yeah. time. Okay. He also actually, needed asterisks. He, okay. He, okay. He lied about his marathon time. Okay. All right. So both those guys are out. I guess Bernie Sanders is my guy. <laughs> I don't think Trump's much of a runner. Um, runs who, at the mouth. Who else? <laughs> who, who else is is out there who uh, runs? I don't. I don't know. So. Uh, Do I was, you think Hillary Clinton runs? I think she does Bill yoga. Did. Bill I, did. Yeah. I bet that Hillary does yoga though. I like George W. Bush. He was a big runner. I think he's run like 330 marathon. So Yeah, he was pretty active president. He was good. Jeb Bush is... Is he still in? I think he's out now, too. Well, he was in No, no, he no he's, in still in. he's still in. He's yeah, still in. He only got like 3%, though. This is our music and politics uh, segment <laughs> uh, show here. All right, finally, in the news, uh, a very serious, disturbing story uh, from Blacksburg where uh, a... Member of the University of Virginia Tech uh, or Virginia Tech University's track and field and cross country team has been charged with a murder of a 13 year old girl. Um, just a really disturbing, weird case. I guess he uh, found this this girl over some sort of internet chat room or internet, um, you know. Uh, messaging device or, or some some form and uh he and a, an accomplice uh i guess found found the girl she snuck out of her house and stabbed her to death it's, so they they searched the internet to find somebody that they could murder i i i, I think the details aren't really yeah, out yet yeah. um i also read something that said that they knew each other previously or something like that right. it's just a ridiculously sad story Terrible story yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, I mean, it's it hits home for, you know, all runners who uh, all runners who, uh, you know, ran in college, you know, uh, especially. And the guy was, you know, an engineering student, 18 years old from Howard County, seemed like he had all great life in front of him. I just don't understand it. I don't I don't understand. Maybe he was just had this split personality and and just snapped and decided to do this i i don't know it's tough to understand the minds of criminals yeah it was it was a terrible story um but uh you know i i know a lot of the guys on the virginia 
you know, track and field team and cross country team, um, through, uh, my buddy who coaches there and, you know, they run against these guys all the time and ran against this particular guy who was like all state from Howard County. And, you know, talking to my buddy, who's the coach over there, it, you know, he didn't know this one individual, um, David Eisenhower, but, uh, he would never have thought anything like that would happen. So just a terrible story. Um, that this 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 internet like kick I think was the do you know what kick is kick kick k i k I think that's the that's the messaging device that they that they we're gonna with need this. to get Chris Jatan yeah. on this <laughs> I know but uh, I don't know you got to monitor what your kids are or who your kids are talking to but awful story yeah on that note like where do we yeah. go from there <laughs> down, Chris? down or here. <laughs> Um, See, I don't understand kids today because why do you need Kick, which lets you connect with friends groups in the world through chat? Like, why, why wouldn't you just message them? Message or Snapchat. Like, why or, wouldn't you just text with them? I don't understand it. I don't know. I think it's like one of those Snapchat like apps where it go it, the the information disappears and I don't know. I'm we are way out of our our, our uh, lane comfort here. zone. Yeah, way out of our lane here today talking. Uh, you know about this and about music and well i'm very much in my comfort zone when i'm discussing ben gibbard okay all right that's that's fair i don't know who that is but uh he sounds like a great musician he Um, is docs can't weigh in yeah i will uh i will take this moment to transition out of this uh segment to apologize for my outburst earlier joanna Mm -hmm. sorry to the listeners and to Docs? Docs? Yeah, I don't know if I'm sorry to Docs. <laughs> you're not, you're not no. ready to apologize to him no, yet? No, I'm not ready to apologize. He just pushes my buttons on purpose. <laughs> All right, I think we uh, gained a few women listeners today. Really going for the women vote? Yeah, we did. So good job on that, Joanna. Well done. Uh, good show, guys. Again, thanks to Steve Shinaviv from Fox 5 for joining us. What a good guy. Awesome to have him in the studio talking about running, talking about Snowzilla, talking about uh, you know just random questions we had for him. But he's a pro. He can handle it all. So thanks to Steve Shinaviv. You can follow him on Twitter at Steve Shinaviv. Uh, also, thanks to you, Docs. Appreciate you. And, of course, Joanna. Great show. Finally, thank you to the listeners. Appreciate it. Let's keep the momentum going. Spread the good word about Pace the Nation. And we'll be back next week with another edition. Until then, I'm Chris Farley. We'll see you then.